It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Well, good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems and car concerns or whatever's on your mind about cars. Um, well, the weather certainly changed remarkably in the last couple of days. Um, I was uh, I was uh, lamenting about how it was supposed to be just. Um, I think it was supposed to be rainy Monday and Tuesday. It was going to be sunny and beautiful on Wednesday. Then it was going to be rainy on Thursday and Friday. And uh, it poured on Wednesday. Tuesday wasn't too bad. And then I don't know where everyone lives, but uh, there's about four and a half inches of snow in my yard. Uh, Biff tells me there's about six inches of snow and glare ice all over the place uh, around him. And uh, I haven't finished raking leaves yet. That's all I can say. Biff, how about you? Uh, nor did I have not finished raking leaves, John. I haven't started <laughs> raking leaves. But, you know, I looked at my backyard this morning. It was kind of a nice feeling. You, you, all you saw was white, no leaves. But white, I, yeah, they're, exactly, under exactly. There. they're under there, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and how about the ones in the gutters? Oh, God, they're, they're safe and sound right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have, they're going to they be are. fine. <laughs> they are. Hey, well, it's that time of year where, um, well, it isn't that time of year. But it kind of is. I, I was going to say, it's that time of year where you think about putting away your car for the winter time. Maybe you have that uh, that sports car, that hot rod, whatever the case is. And uh, I like to think, no, there's a few more week, good weeks to be able to do this. But this weekend sort of shook that up a little bit. Um, but it it is that kind of time. I As I was thinking about my uh, hoses that are still outside, because... Who knew it was going to get cold? Um, my little tiny cottage on Cape Cod, I have a thermometer I can look at remotely, and it was 17 overnight, uh, so it got chilly. So it's time to think about snow tires, but it's also time to think about putting your car away. And if you have a convertible, maybe convertibles, well, first off, if you drive it year-round, probably something you need to consider but with us on the phone is doug hartz from the hartz corporation they're the largest manufacturer of convertible topping materials perhaps in the world doug good morning and welcome back to the car doctor program good morning john paul how are you today i i am fine so is hartz the largest convertible topping manufacturer in the world uh yes indeed we are um we have uh, manufacturing here in the United States as well as in Europe uh, to cover uh, most of the continents. Uh, we distribute and produce or, or ship materials globally uh, for all of the automakers that are currently producing convertibles nowadays. So, like you, um, I do have a nice blanket of snow outside of my house, I don't know, probably five and a half, six inches, and... The leaves are buried and, you know, everything else, like we're all lamenting. Uh, winter came rather quickly, but I hear that it's supposed to be 60 degrees by the end of the week. So, you know, we can still keep the convertibles out for a few more days, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that, maybe that's the case. But, uh, but convertible tops, because they're obviously cloth or vinyl, require some extra care and uh, loving in the, in the wintertime. Uh, especially if you're going to drive the car year-round. Uh, we have, um, I guess now currently, two convertibles. Um, and one of them we drove year-round all and uh, drove it in all kinds of winter weather. Uh, but it does. there is a little bit of extra care involved to make sure that that top is going to uh, last as long as a good convertible top should, right? You're absolutely correct. Um, convertibles are, are year-round vehicles now. It doesn't matter whether you're in New England or Florida or out on the West Coast or somewhere in between. They certainly can be used year-round. Um, the automakers have, have made sure of that. 
The taut materials are um, exceptional nowadays, uh, very, very well uh, produced, last a lifetime if properly taken care of. Um, our recommendations are that you, you clean and protect them several times a year, depending upon what kind of use the top gets. If the car is a garage queen, probably not as much as someone that is a daily driver. Mm. Yeah, I know the, the car that um, now is currently residing in Florida, the newer Volkswagen we have, that was the one that was driven year-round. And, and that was, a, I guess, a typical New England car. The top was top was up and down a fair amount but in you know obviously this time of year it was up a whole lot more so we'd be a little extra careful brushing the snow off of it and taking care of it the other car we got i got just to replace that one and it was a very inexpensive used car and also a volkswagen convertible but the people that owned it kept it in the garage or in storage and most of the time the top was down and that's not a good way to store a convertible, is it? No, not for long-term storage. Um, typically, we like to uh, recommend that the, the top is stored in the up position for any extended period of time. If um, you're going to be using it as a, you know as a daily car during the summer, and you keep it down for you know a day or two or three, um, and it's in a garage. Uh, that's that's generally okay. Uh, never put the top down wet and leave it like that. Always put the top mm. back up so that it can dry properly. But uh, if any long-term storage, um, a week or more, the top should be cycled back up and, and put back into the fixed position. Um, it, it helps the material overall. It will help maintain the appearance um, and keep the fit um, as it's supposed to be. Yeah, this one that got stored down most of the time i'm convinced the top actually shrunk because it it it's just very tight to go to close it and i think it's just because it sat down so much it just never really got to stretch back to the normal tight position that is correct um while there is some shrinkage that can go on and and different products have have different shrink factors i guess if you will call it um if if it's been down a long time and you get a couple nice warm days uh, and you're able to put it outside, put it back up. Don't try and latch it, but but let it kind of uh, warm up and, and regain a little bit of its its elasticity to it. Mm. And then uh, then latch it uh, so that it, it can go back to its its original type of position. It's uh, it's always better if it if it does have some tension on it rather than just yep. in a complete relaxed state. Right. But before we go into how to take care of your convertible top, I want to talk a little bit about Hearts. You're located of all places in Acton, Massachusetts, not exactly where you would think, you know, a, a uh, industrial capital of, of Massachusetts. Uh, and you're kind of located, if you didn't know any better, and you invited me out to the factory one time, and that was, that was, that was a good time. But if you didn't know any better, you're, you, I'm like, well, it can't be down here. This is sort of a residential looking area. And sure enough, um, t you know, down the street and kind of around the corner, there's the Hearts factory complex. And, uh, you know, in that kind of area, uh, you know, anybody I talk to says, you guys are really good neighbors. Well, that's that's what we aim to be. Um, you are correct. We are in um, what you would normally consider a, a residential bedroom type of community. Um, we've been in this particular facility since the late 60s, and the town has kind of grown up around us, much like many communities have, have expanded. Uh, we are good neighbors. We um, have the school system right near us. We have residential homes. We do try to, um, you know, be good stewards for the, for everything. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's an honor to be in the town. Uh, they respect us. We respect them. We have great, um, open lines of communication with all of the services in the town. Uh, so it, it's worked out well for, for both of us. And what's, what's kind of interesting. I mean, your manufacturing process uses a lot of adhesives. And normally in that type of business, you smell the adhesives. Um, I used to work across the street from uh, where Boston Whaler used to build boats. And you knew when they were cooking fiberglass 
because you could smell you could smell it in the air. Um, you know, going through your facility, there was no there was virtually no odors of adhesive. No, and that's correct. I mean, it, it, we do not use many adhesives in in the term of as you're as you're thinking of. Mm. Um, like you said, for fiberglass, there's, there's a definite smell that goes with it. Yep. Ours is, um, you know, we're manufacturing with either a, a rubber compound or a, a PVC type of compound. We have um, exceptional air makeup units um, exchange the air. We have a lot of various uh, regulated um, EPA guidelines that we have to follow so that, like you said, as you walk by on the street, you don't know we're there. You can't smell that we're there. Mm. Um, we're the good neighbor that, that you want to have. Yeah, absolutely. And your name, your last name is Hearts. It's Hearts Corporation. But you worked on the line. You you know what every machine does, right? Um, I have wor- I I have worked there. I mean, I've spent most of my entire career there. Um, it is. Uh, I have done most of the uh, most of the factory work. It's one way to get to know the the business inside and out is to know what the machines do, how they work, so that when you are talking to people in the industry or in the media or wherever it happens to be, um, you do have a sense of, of correctness in what you are stating. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and I think it's important. I think it gives you gives you a lot of credibility, both with your customers and your coworkers, to, to know that, you know, you, you, you look at a machine and go, yeah, I know what that does. I know how that works. Um, let's talk about the tops for a little bit. I mean, Hearts, you know, you, you kind of look through something like a publication like Hemmings and you see cars for sale and you see antique cars for sale and you look and it says, it'll mention Hearts as the, as the top that's on that car. How long has Hearts been around? Uh, we started uh, manufacturing, well, I won't say manufacturing, but as, as a converter back in 1906, um, and we have continued ever since. The, the organization as we know it today is, is from the early 20s, um, but we continue to produce materials. There's been an evolution um, of materials and, and manufacturing techniques ever since. Um, we're at the forefront of, of manufacturing today for uh, different types of convertible applications. You look great for your age. Thank you. Yeah, you know, for you know, if you've been around since the 1920s, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, but and you know, the convertible tops today. Um, I had when I was uh, in my 20s. I had an old MGB, and it was the convertible top was basically a a vinyl-ish sort of material. It was one layer. It hung over a metal frame. Today's tops are multi-layer and vary somewhat based on vehicle manufacturer quality. But they're they're truly um, the idea of having a leaky convertible top, unless someone punches a hole in it. Uh, there's a there's a couple of layers in that, right? You're absolutely correct. Today's today's top materials are are very waterproof, um, except for the point where someone pokes a hole in your top or or some other you know accidental encounter yep. uh they are they are very strong uh resilient what can last a lifetime if properly cared for and as you said different manufacturers add different types of either acoustic padding or headlining or some other um application with inside the cabin but you know the the top that you had on your old mgbb was you know a I'm sure a, a vinyl coated textile that, just, like you said, was just over a metal frame. And if you go back into the into the 50s and 60s, that's still the way most of the cars were. It wasn't until we started getting into the 80s that that really you got the headliners and the acoustic padding, and you get up to today's cars, and they're as quiet inside as as your sedan or your coupe. Um, and that's one of the the real benefits of it. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. You you drive a modern convertible now; it doesn't sound any different uh, with the top up than our, a regular sedan or hardtop of of any kind. So they they work really really well, which I think makes convertibles um, that much more appealing to people. And it's a shame that vehicle manufacturers are, seem like they're stepping away from convertibles. Back when uh, the New England Motor Press first started the uh, Ragtop Rainbow event. Every vehicle manufacturer had one or two convertibles, 
Now it's not it as is. much. Um, and so the, so we're in that cycle of change again, right? That's absolutely correct. Um, there are a lot of manufacturers who have not replaced previous generation cars. The Volkswagen Beetle is one of them. Um, many of the the auto manufacturers are focusing efforts on the um, electric generation, uh, if we'll call it now, and, and they want to get those vehicles out um, and that's where their R&D money uh, is heading towards right now. We do mm-hmm. see some new convertibles. There are still still automakers who are producing them. There's, the BMW is coming out with with a new soft top on their 4 Series vehicle. Um, you know, there, there are ones that will continue on, such as, as Jeep. Um, but there are less now than there have been in previous generations. That's absolutely correct. And you guys have pivoted a little bit with that, too, that you have, you mentioned Jeep, uh, you make the material to store, say, the hardtop panels out of a Jeep, or um, is it, do you guys make the spare tire covers and things, too? Absolutely. So that's part of our accessory line. Um, there are the, the storage bags, the Freedom Panel bags that are used in the in the Jeep lineup. We do make tire covers um, or materials for tire covers. Right. And there are a lot of manufacturers out there that have, have gone into that business because the SUV market is large. Um, there's another new vehicle with the Bronco coming out next year that um, anticipates to, you know, try and capture some of that market that will have a soft top as well. So there are there are some nice vehicles that are out there, um, kind of segmented at the moment. But as you said, people have... They've, Manufacturers have gone away from convertibles, including the retractable hardtops, which were a, a, you know, for a fad for a decade or more. Um, but mm. those seem to be on the wane as well, too. Yeah, no, it does. It does. But I, I'm old enough to remember the the mid '70s, where all the convertibles went away, and then they slowly started to come back again because I, I frankly think people just missed them. And uh, nope, and, they, and and they wanted us. They wanted to see him back. Okay, so we're, we're we want to take care of our convertible top, just like we take care of the paint on the car. Most people probably only wash wash their car maybe once or twice a month, and but you know maybe wax it. Hopefully, a couple times a year. People who take a little bit more care probably wax it uh, four or five times a year. How do you take care of a convertible top? Well, first. First, what you should do is uh, make sure that it's, you know, you've got it in a, a not in a direct sunlight uh, application. You want to be able to wet your top down and clean it um, in, in a shady area or, or maybe it's overcast, which would be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's definitely, uh, we recommend uh, the uh, rag top cleaning and protecting series of products. Uh, there's one for cloth topping. There's one for vinyl topping. But uh, essentially, you you clean your top. You you wet it down. You you apply the rag top cleaner to it. Uh, work it over. Hose it down. Let it dry. And then, uh, if it looks good at that point, then take the protectant and give it a couple good coats of of protectant, and you're uh, you're set to go for you know a couple months. It's uh, it, it's relatively simple. Uh, it doesn't take much more time than washing a car, but certainly protects one of the uh, the most important aspects of it. And uh, and like you said, if you take care of a uh, a retractable top, a convertible top, they are going to last a long time. They 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 may last the life of the car with with some with some care. Uh, but the typical life of a convertible top that is kind of in kind of average care. Would you say it's somewhere in the seven or eight years cycle? Yeah, I would think that that's probably correct. Um, you know, average care. Again, if the, if the car has been garaged, maybe average is is ten years. If it's if it's outside in a harsh climate, maybe it's it's seven. Um, but you know, they do have they do have some great longevity. Um, I've seen convertible tops that are you know twenty years old that look brand new. Mm. So it's, and then again, I've seen some that are two years old that look like they've been through the ringer. Um, it's just unfortunately consumer care that goes with it. 
Right, right. And you guys, again, you guys have pivoted a little bit. You, you're, you're not just in the convertible top and interior business. You guys have kind of branched out a little bit. You even, uh, when I was there, and I don't know if you've expanded at all, but you had some kind of custom-made luggage to match sort of the Ford King Ranch pickup trucks and some other things, right? We do. We have, uh, we have some other lines that, that complement, uh, whether it's vehicles. So you're right. Um, we do some work for King Ranch, so there is a uh, one of the Ford F series that uh, is a King Ranch version, and and it kind of there's some luggage that matches that. We do some soft sided luggage with a few other uh, manufacturers here in the United States. Um, we have uh, market in a uh, like a pipe rehabilitation uh, aspect, uh, here in place pipe CIPP as it's as it's known. Uh, so there are a lot of allied industries. We we do some work with the marine industry. Uh, it, it's it kind of all falls together um, using the same type of equipment and technology. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fascinating business and one that I think most people don't know about. And uh, it's it's and just the idea that you're you know you're both um, ecological. Uh, economic because you support a lot of people in the area and you're a good neighbor and if people want to find out more information about hearts corporation is it just hearts.com h-a-a-r-t-z.com that's absolutely correct h-a-a-r-t-z.com i will take you to our website and uh, you can browse around we have features such as find your top so if you had a take an example a, a you know a 1970 impala you could go in there and say okay what top what, what material and what colors were originally on the top, or if you had a 82 BMW E30, what, you know, what was the uh, material? We do have those features, and we're constantly updating it. So if, you know, the vehicle's not out there, send us a note. We'll add it to it. Um, there's a lot of cars to try and keep track of that were uh, built, built globally, and we try and uh, make sure that we cover all the bases. And you have all the information about how to how to clean the top and the rag top, which is a, a brand name R A G G T O P P uh, cleaner, which uh, uh, they have a variety of different products. And you have you have uh, information about how to get a hold of them as well, right? Absolutely, we have care and cleaning on our website. We have links to the to the rag top site um, and a lot of other useful information. There's there's a glossary of automotive terms. There's a little of everything. Uh, it's it's good to uh, browse around and uh, learn a little bit more about about the history of automobiles and some of the terms and how to take care of your car while you're there. Yeah, Doug. As always, I learn something whenever I talk to you. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday morning and joining us on North Shore 104.9. No problem. Glad to help out. All right. Take care, Doug. Bye bye and happy okay. Halloween. Well, Thank you. Same to you and All right. to the listeners. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We need okay. to take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to give us a call, 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049 uh, is how you get through and talk to us about you and your cars. Coming up probably after the next break, we will uh, be giving away a AAA membership. How's that sound? Uh, so you'll have that all ready for winter since winter seems to be here today. So we'll we'll take care of that. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back. Mary, and let me tell you about my brother-in-law, Joe. Joe's been physically and intellectually challenged since he was a boy. His mom devoted her life to caring for Joe. When she no longer could, his care fell into our hands. Adult foster care of the North Shore gave our family guidance and knowledge, plus provided information on available financial assistance through MassHealth. If you're in a similar situation with limited resources, call Adult Foster Care of the North Shore at 978-281-2612 or visit adultfostercarens.com. Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Fluorescent lamps. Fluorescent lamps. Thermometers. Thermometers. 
My father, he painted his first sign because he didn't have any money, and it was honest sales, excellent service. Talking with Brian Kelly of the Kelly Automotive Group, 55 years in the automotive business. What a milestone. And a business built by your family from the ground up. String of light bulbs. They had like room for 12 cars, no showroom, and that's where it all started. I was 13, and my mother would pick me up at school, drop me off at the dealership so I could wash cars, sweep floors, go for coffee, and do all the things a 13-year-old can do. And I know now the next generation is following up on that commitment to honest sales and excellent service. But Brian, how do you keep it fresh after 55 years? I said to myself years ago, I never want to be that guy that's stuck in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s. And, you know, one of our benchmarks is this 18 thousand dealerships in the United States and we're in the top 100 for customer satisfaction and doing things the right way and we're really proud of that. I'd invite everybody to come in and enjoy our prosperity and how hard we've worked to have the best dealerships we possibly can. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this. Well, I hope it's warming up. I mean, I'm, I'm going to believe what Doug said, that it's going to get up into the 60s by the end of the week because um, I walked around my yard this morning and uh, there was uh, two or three good-sized branches down, uh, four or five inches of snow, and, of course, my hose is still outside, which is frozen. So hopefully it didn't break the hose, which is brand new because, well, you know. Anyway, so uh, it's it's uh, it's wacky weather. I guess it goes along with everything else that's wacky in the year 2020. Uh, but if you would like to join us, our phone number is 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. Why don't we go to the phones right now? Uh, we have lines open if you would like to join us at 800-370-1049. Let's go. Let's go say hello and good morning and happy Halloween. Hello and good morning and happy Halloween. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, John Paul. I have a question. I got a 2008 Ford van, and the uh, defroster in the floor heat thing is, isn't working. The blower's working, and you can hear it running, but the air isn't coming up through the defroster or the uh, floor. Oh, okay. Now, is it, it's, so it's not coming out through the defroster, huh? Yeah. And it's just yeah, coming it's out not, through the vents? It's not even, it's, it doesn't even sound like it's coming out from anywhere. You can hear the blower running. I've replaced the blower, you know, a few years back and yeah. stuff like that. But. Yeah, because normally, well, normally what happens is on, um, on heater systems, whenever they quit working, they always sort of default to the defroster setting because that's kind of like a safety feature. So you always make sure you have defrost. So it sounds like with this that the um, that the mechanism inside there that that makes the climate control ducts open and close for whatever reason is not doing its job. So there's a there's an air door actuator and there's probably some kind of switch in there. There's a motor. There's a there's a switch that tells it it's open and closed. There's a register in there that makes it all makes it all work. And chances are there's something in there that's just either, you know, something crazy, you know, a pencil fell down through the dash and is jammed inside of it or some kind of weird thing going on like that. But the only way you're really going to be able to 
find it out is you're going to need to take it all apart and kind of figure out why it isn't happening. Uh, you know, are the doors opening and closing the way they should? Uh, you know, is... You know, is something working the way it's supposed to? Because there are there are all these. You know, there's there's a whole little you know set of um, kind of like hinge doors inside there that, that make it work. So um, you're not going to know till you start to take it apart and look at it and find out you know what's going on and why it isn't why it isn't working the way it should. So um, you know, it's you know where you can hear the fan blowing. But you're not getting any air out of there. Sounds like the temperature blend door is probably stuck uh, closed, so it's just not it's just not allowing any airflow through there. So, uh, like I said, there's there that's all vacuum control too. So there's a there's a vacuum kind of reservoir tank, and that's one of the things I'd look for um, under the hood. I think is probably where it is. There's a there's a a plastic tank. And it's just going to have one vacuum hose going to it. And if that vacuum hose is broken or the tank is broken, um, it's not going to have the vacuum necessary to open and close the, that door. So that would be sort of maybe where I would start to look. And there, you know, when you troubleshoot this stuff, you start disconnecting vacuum lines and you take a vacuum pump, vacuum gun. And you start to try to open and close things to try to get them to work the way they should. And and it's a like I said, it's a it's a whole little console of things. With uh, I think there's three or four little door motors on there that that change the direction of where the airflow is coming from. So if the fan's working, I mean, and this is you know this is thinking that you know you hear the fan running, you you know you like to think that the the um, the fan blower motor is, you know, all, got all its pieces connected to it. You know, is it is it possible? I suppose that the uh, that the you know, I don't know, the fan, the the little squirrel cage on the fan fell off. I don't know, maybe. Um, but I guess what I'd want to do, and I don't remember how hard it is to get to the blower motor on that. I think it's you know everything in a van's hard to get to, but maybe yeah, it was take pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, but maybe with the with the blower on high, you know, get you know you know just to make sure that it's you know it you actually hear it going. Better off, better would be if you could actually take it out and watch it and make sure the veins on it are working the way it should. I have seen some of these where you know the motor's spinning, but the but the little uh, the little uh, hamster cage thing that the little fan inside of there is either broken or fell off or something. So it sounds like it's working, but it's not. So, you know, right. I'd start with a little bit of, you know, regular troubleshooting, but all these controls that open and close the different ducts are all vacuum related. So, you know, where this thing is, uh, 12 years old now, you know, could one of the vacuum lines have broken? Sure, they could have. You know, that could have been, that could have been part of it too. Now, the only place that would, that would be able to, uh, research and to check it out would be the dealer. I mean, who else would, uh, who, who would be good at doing something like that? I don't know if the be somebody with little tiny hands <laughs> um because it because it, it isn't the easiest no the the dealer honestly the dealer probably hasn't seen a 2008 you know uh ford van in 10 years so yeah. i would just you know i would ask a i would ask around with just a good independent repair shop and and just go in and say hey look you know i uh, you know i hear the fan making noise i'm not getting any air out of it you know, are you guys willing to take a look at it? It's just not pretty to look at, but you know, it's it's something that uh, you know you want to yeah, have. You want to have, <laughs> yeah. And I, and as I recall, your wife drives this, so if you don't have heat in the van, your wife's not going to be happy, which means you're not going to be happy. Exactly. This is the problem. It's. Uh, she said that now and then it works, and then it doesn't most of the time. Yeah. But. Yeah, that sounds like it sounds. What you just said now sounds like it's a broken vacuum line to either one of the controls somewhere, or uh, maybe that reservoir that that's um, under the hood. So if I was looking at it, that's the first place I would look. Some people right. today will take a smoke machine, and they'll fill the vacuum lines with smoke, and see if it comes out somewhere. And that's a that's kind of a cheap and easy way to try to find a leak on a big vacuum system like that. Gotcha. 
Okay? All right, John Paul. Thanks All right. a lot. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We need to take another break. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 1049, 104.9 FM. When we come back, we're going to play a little trivia. And Biff tells me it's kind of a tough question. But we're going to try it anyway. So, uh, uh, And we're going to give away a AAA membership. How's that? So stay tuned for that. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you have a question, 800-370-1049. Did you know staying active is one of the best ways to boost your immune system? Hey, everyone. Darren here, nutritionist and trainer at the Manchester Athletic Club. I want to invite you to come see all the ways the Mac is making it safe to be at the gym. We've spaced out equipment, built outdoor training spaces, and moved group fitness classes online. There are less people here than there are at the grocery store, and I promise it's wicked clean. Help keep your body and your immune system in shape at the Mac. Come check us out in person or online at macathletics.com. Hi, folks. This is Kevin Misho at Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers. I want to help you folks that need an automobile but might think you can't afford it. With only $500 down and monthly income of $2,000 a month, you're going to drive away in a brand new vehicle. I don't care if you had a few bumps in the road with your credit. You'll drive away with a brand new vehicle and it has a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Zach, tell our listeners. Dad, the best part is it starts at just $13,900. All of our Mirages come with backup camera Bluetooth, and get over 40 miles per gallon. Fun to drive and safely equipped with seven airbags. This is a new vehicle at used car pricing. Just $13,900. We want to help you. We have 0% interest. Our showroom is being cleaned hourly. Our vehicles have a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Come to Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers, and we will help you. We are your feel-good dealer. I guarantee you'll be satisfied. MishaWato.com if it's local you want it's local we have your local connection north shore 1049 i tank morse join me weekday mornings we'll have local news entertainment music to get you going and lots of laughs laugh and learn weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on your local connection north shore 1049 Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal with you on this Saturday. It looks and feels like winter out there today. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Lots of sun today, but cold and dry. Temps about 40. Overnight for Halloween, clear and cold. Temps falling back into the mid-20s, the big full moon overhead. Tomorrow, increasing clouds and warmer. Temps about 55. Could be some late-day showers. Chances some rain tomorrow night. Slight chance of rain could end in snow showers or a little wet snow Monday morning. Partly cloudy windy cold Monday afternoon only 35 to 40 with wind chill temperatures in the upper teens weather forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern on High Street in Danvers the Berry Tavern is now open for outside patio dining and indoor dining while continuing to offer curbside pickup takeout and delivery through local delivery companies they serve North End Italian specialties like veal parmesan and chicken bevanotto along with homemade pasta and sauce as well as brick oven pizza they all also serve salads, soups, sandwiches, steak tips, burgers, fries, along with cocktails, beer, and wine. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377 for reservations. Check out their menu online by going to berrytavern.com. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Eisenthal. Come back. It's scary out here. It's got scary music. Well, anyway, welcome back to the Car Doctor program on this Halloween day. And uh, you know, you can uh, you can join us and, and talk about talk about all kinds of different stuff. In fact, we have uh, we have a few people on the line. So let's start with uh, Paul from Braintree. Good morning, Paul. Hi, John. How are you? Good. I have five fun. inches of flowers on my car. Well, I did on my car. Yeah. Um, I guess first, sad, sad note. I, I think all 
Aston Martins are draped in black today. Sean Connery passed away. I, 90. I, yeah, 90. 90. <sighs> Hard to believe, you know? I, I uh, be honest, be honest with you, I wasn't sure he was still with us. <laughs> yeah, that's the old dead or alive uh, routine. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah so it, it, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's interesting. There's a there's a uh, kind of kind of a not cable channel called the Pluto Network, uh, and they have a 007 channel. So it's 24 hours a day of 007. So it's all the Sean Connery and other James Bond people you could ever watch forever. Yeah, well, I, I guess he's the original, so, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, else. So. Well, was he the original? Well, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, there was, well, uh, do you count Dr. No? I, I'm... It goes far. Yeah, it, you know, the, too early in the yeah, that, that yeah, that one that one went a little far back. But anyway, yeah. so what can we uh, do for you I, this morning, Paul? What I, uh, two two things, if I can. But uh, I don't know if it, it's a trend, and whether you've noticed it too. It seems like two tone cars are on the way back. Um, but SUVs, I've noticed a lot of them now have like a white top on them. I haven't come yeah. close enough to it, mostly on TV ads that I see whether it's a Range Rover or um, uh, 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 a Toyota. It um, it seems like uh, I see a two tone variation uh, coming on uh, automobiles uh, SUVs. That's basically basically what's out there. I guess next thing yeah. we'll have are white walls, which would not be a bad idea. Well, but, well, you know, wallpaper wallpaper's made its way back. I guess too. All of a sudden, wallpaper is really? trendy again. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it does. It I guess it doesn't surprise. No, I I even saw a. Um, I I want to say it was it was some real high end car. Might have been. Um, might have been a Bentley, maybe that was a the the uh, the um, SUV Benton Jaeger, whatever it's called. That was a two tone. Uh, I think Mini started it with the with the white roof on the Mini, and then yeah, we're seeing it on some of the on the Trailblazer. I think has a white roof, and I think some of the Kia and Hyundai products now have white roofs. And I don't know. I, I saw one on the road the other day, and I kind of looked at it. And at first, I when I first saw it. I'm, I I kind of said I wonder if someone did that did it on their own and uh, it was too new and then I uh, then I thought about it a little bit more and and started paying attention and uh, started to see you know one here and one there so who knows you know maybe it, maybe it is the 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 you know what what do they always say uh, you know whatever is whatever's old is new again I guess you know um, yeah, so. if you check your mail later I thought you did a thing on convertibles I sent you a nineteen uh, Hemmings on a 1960 Plymouth Fury. It's uh, red and white. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, but uh, um, it's that's talk about two tones. I mean, that was uh, it scooped out white and one on one part of the uh, sheet metal, and uh, really they don't make cars like that anymore. Yeah, and you know. walls. Uh, re- real yeah, quickly, I, just, you, know, uh, you could be right. It could be right. Wide white walls might be back. Yeah, I I know. You know, I didn't mind cleaning them. I mean, maybe it's a lot easier today. They'd find a way to seal them so they don't get dirty. But um, um, they were nice, nice, a nice change. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I just want to pra- praise, and I think I mentioned this to you or in an email, uh, the great work uh, the registry motor vehicles, at least in Braintree, did. I had to renew my registration, and I'm not far from it, so I decided to go down. And uh, there was a gentleman at the door handed me a uh, a piece of paper. I filled it in. Uh, he told me to text the number, and I sat in my car. They called me <clears throat> when my number was up, which was less than five minutes. I was in, I and I uh, went to the counter. I uh, gave him a check, and I think the whole process, if it took me 15 minutes, that was a long time. And uh, very efficient, very clean, uh, and, uh, you know, less thing people usually do uh, praise the registry of motor vehicles but uh, uh, they seem to be handling um, registrations at least uh, very quickly so uh, uh, it's nice to give them a kudo once in a while instead of a, yeah a no no the I mean everybody everybody loves to hate the registry and you know and for, you know sometimes for good reason um, I you know there's there's things I love to hate the registry is just one of those things that 
you know, they're, they're trying the best they can in most cases. And right now, I think they're trying a little extra hard. Uh, you know, they're trying to they're trying to adapt to what they have to adapt to. So the whole idea of, you know, go wait in your car and, you know, we'll call you when we're ready kind of thing. And, and to be honest with you, I'd rather wait in my car than wait in one of those uncomfortable wooden chairs that are in there. So Yeah. Uh, yeah one, so. one quick update. And uh, the reason I went to the registry, and I was going to uh, renew it online with a credit card. Um, yeah. But there is, uh, you got to be very careful. Uh, you have to find the exact registry site because there's a no, there's one that masks it. You can pay through them, but they're going to charge you fifteen dollars extra for paying through a credit card. Uh, the registry doesn't specify that on the registration form. Perhaps they should. Yeah, uh, but if no, anybody wants no, to renew online, you, you, just be careful. Yeah, we we yeah, hear we hear about it every once in a while, and we just call it the bad registry site. Um, and it, and I think it actually doesn't say where in Massachusetts we're a little unique. We call it the RMV, where most other states call it DMV. But I think the bad the bad site in Massachusetts still refers to it as Mass DMV, which you know, all they are is they're a service agency that yeah they take your fifteen dollars and they do what you can do for free. Um, and they they add that charge on top of whatever else you're doing. So uh, yeah, we you know it's always always best to to read the fine print, I guess, and make sure you get to the right spot. And and I don't know why. I, well, I guess you know the registry probably you know probably charges them a fee to be on the website or be on their mailers or whatever. And you know I I got a registration renewal the other day in the mail, and there had to be ten pieces of paper in it besides the registration renewal. So um, yeah, you know they're. They're trying to they're trying to supplement their income just like everybody else, I guess. So, yeah, well, I'm trying to do mine, and I'm not going to give them fifteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't to, either. So. I wouldn't either. <laughs> well, thank uh, you very hey, much, and good luck. All right, somebody, take care, Paul. I hope somebody right. wins uh, 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 a triple A membership. Well, we already did. You know, we so. yeah. Well, we haven't we haven't given it away yet. But thanks. But thanks anyway. So we'll work on that. Sure. Take care now. In bye fact, bye. all right, take care. In fact, Biff, should we throw out the question now while we have a couple of callers and you can deal with uh, you can deal with it all? Sure, let's give it a shot. Let's see you how we can see if we see if I can juggle these these phone lines. Uh, well, you know, you're you're a busy guy and you know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to make you work too hard, you know? Um but because it is Halloween and um and you know when I think of Halloween, I think of uh, and I and I actually posted the picture on my Facebook page this morning. I think of the Munsters coach that was built. It was a uh, the Munsters designed this uh, uh, or had this car in their TV show, and it was sort of a dragster of sorts. And it was uh, it was um, designed by a guy by the name of Tom Daniels, and he was working for George Barris of Barris Custom Industry. What was the name of the car? So the car had a name. What was the name of the car? If you know the answer to that, call call Biff up and tell him I know the answer, and uh, we'll take we'll take care of you. But right now, let's talk to Tom. Hello, John. How are you? Good to talk to you. Good. How are you? I take a guess at that car, but I'm not sure. Can I? <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? I don't, uh, Dracula? <laughs> uh, close, but no cigar, as they say. But Okay. But close uh, enough. Uh, John, I uh, mentioned to you before that my 2013 Honda, the steering, uh, the power steering kind of went out and went crazy, yep. doing all kinds uh, of things. Uh, going, and you mentioned that there may be something. But it, it was, and they had replaced the whole rack and pinion because okay. seven years old. And it was covered, which is oh, good. a good thing. Yep. So... That must have been an expensive job because on the paper said they replaced the whole rack and pinion. Yeah, that, but, uh, you know, and and odd that it would even have gone bad. It's just, I mean, it's not something you would think of, really. You know, I I guess you know, like everybody else, I uh, unless you just went out and bought a new car. I think a 2013 is a new car to me. I don't know. It's thirty thousand miles. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it is not, a problem they had. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's why. They so, had. but on the other yeah. thing, I have a 2011 GMC Terrain. The radio went out, and also the sound to the directional signals. Now, this is another one that's a problem out there. I looked, but I can't find any answers to what it may be. Mm. Funny, the directional sound is tied, and the directionals work. Yeah, yeah. It all, it all. Yeah, you know, it used to be that. There was a turn signal flasher that made a tick tick yeah. tick noise when it opened and closed, and then it it just 
you know they they run it through the they run it through the radio speakers. So you know that's what happened. I would start with some of the you know old fashioned sort of sort mm. of check up first, make sure you know it hasn't popped a fuse somewhere because that's that's entirely possible. And uh, you know kind of kind of look in kind of look there. Um, yeah. And then, but but you still have the you still have the lights on for the. Um, for the directionals, the radio light still comes on, right? It doesn't really come on. That's it. It kind of blacks out the screen, and then every once in a while, all of a sudden, it it comes on, like something comes up, say, in the radio, but no sound, and it just goes away. No. Kind of mm. like, hi, <laughs> and then it yeah. goes away. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Makes it so that makes it sound more like a... Like the like the instrument panel itself. Two minutes. Uh, two minutes. Maybe mm. starting to act up and um, yeah, um, yeah. Right. And there's. I'll let you, you go. Know, I know you're busy right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's part, yeah. but that's you know that's part of it, and um, yeah, it's all it's it's all tied mm. into a variety of different pieces, you yeah. know, including right. oddly enough, even the daytime running lights tie into the tie into the instrument panel cluster and the backlighting and all that sort of stuff. So. They've, they've come up with some new parts on it. I know I've seen that. I know I've seen the instrument panels out for repair quite a bit. It uh, could be tied into that. But first thing mm. I'd want, absolutely the first thing I would, would want to look at is to make sure that all the fuses are working and, uh, you know, all the connections are yeah. tight, stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So we'll start do. there. All right, Johnny. Okay. All right. Thanks, okay. Tom. All right. Yeah, bye-bye. Why don't we take a break a minute or two early? Robert, stay right there. We will be with you in just a minute or two. And, again, we're looking for uh, an answer to our trivia question. What was the name of the Munster's um, race car? It was not Dracula, but that was close, though, but not Dracula. If you know the answer, give us a call at 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Love to hear from some of our new North Coast. Hello, this is Francine DeWicke from the Law Offices of Spano and DeWicke. Are you looking to plan for your future while maintaining social distancing? Our firm offers video conferencing and other meeting options to bring you peace of mind from the comfort of your home. Please give us a call. The professionals at Spano and DeWicke will guide you through these challenging times. Call the experts at Spano and DeWicke today. 781-231-7800. 781-231-7800. Or visit them online at SpanoDeWicke.com. We make it easy. Hi, this is Brian Kelly in the showroom at Kelly Ford on Route 1A in Beverly. Contractors, landscapers, and business owners come to our commercial truck center at Kelly Ford and receive the biggest savings of the year. Go to KellyAuto.com. Hey, how's that for making it easy? That's the Kelly Tune into Dirty Work this Sunday morning at 6.30 as we move to an hour format with me, Billy Pickles, and... Michelle Thistle. Michelle, it's going to be great. To talk about all your home projects. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This Sunday morning at 6.30 for a full hour of Dirty Work. Powered by the Overshot Hardware. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. I think we might have an answer to trivia. Let's find out. Let's go over to, uh, I think we're going over to Mike, right? Yes. Hello. That is correct. Michael, I understand yeah. you have a Good guest. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning, John. All right, you're, you're ready for me to make my week of 10. Here we go. Dragula. My Very good. Dragula, not Dracula. He, you know, uh. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tom was yeah, Tom was so close. Yeah, yeah, Tom was so close, but uh, but yeah, it's Dragula, and that was actually, I I want to say I saw that car somewhere at some little car museum. It was it was tucked away somewhere, and it's a it was a you know pretty interesting that you know studios like Barris and others you know built some of these you know whether it was the Monkey Mobile or you know Dragula or any of the kind of uh, one off cars that were built for TV shows. Um, you just don't see that stuff anymore. No, and and it really was it was it was pretty opulent if you think about it. It had all sorts of um, you know with the velour seats and uh, and oh, yeah. all the, the the chrome and the gold hanging. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it really was. Hey, we'll put you back on hold. Uh, Biff will take down your address and we'll send you out that AAA membership, and you can keep it, renew it, give it away to a relative, whatever you need to do with it. Just don't sell it on eBay. 
Yeah, I won't, no, I won't put it on you, B. I promise. Thank you very yeah. much again and wishing you and your family a happy Halloween and don't eat all the leftover candy. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. But, yeah, but you never know. I might. I could have a moment of weakness. All right. Take care. All right. We'll let Biff do that. Now let's go to Robert. Robert? Good morning, John. Good morning, sir. How are you? Ah, not too bad. Uh, yeah. This one uh, you've talked about before, but I'm just wondering about this uh, right to repay law that we already have. Why is it showing up again? Can you comment on that? There's a, there's there's a lot of con there's a lot of confusion, and um, you know, back when right to repair first came, you know, was first being well, it was first being talked about back in the mid 2000s. Um, I remember I remember being involved with it. Then in 2012, it came to Massachusetts. And uh, it became a ballot question, and uh, and really in 2012 it was all about making sure the independent garages had the same level of diagnostic and repair information that the dealerships had. And you know maybe the one mistake was we probably should have said we want the same level of diagnostic and repair information that the manufacturers have because the I always thought the manufacturers and the dealers got along. I found out they don't. Um, they don't really like each other all that much. Um, so they could actually, the, the vehicle manufacturer could actually shut the dealer down uh, by not providing the same level of information. But uh, what we found out was even though, um, and I remember this was way back in the Pontiac days, if you were a Pontiac dealership and you went, you went to their technical website and you went and looked at it, it was different than the one that I could buy access to. So even though they were similar, they were different. Um, now what happened because of right to repair in 2013, when it passed, it was a memorandum of understanding that said that um, you can have all the access to this information uh, from every vehicle manufacturer. You're going to have to pay for it, but you'll have access to all the information. What it doesn't say, and it says you can have access to telematics information, so stuff that gets you know, transmitted electronically um, when it comes to repair and maintenance of the vehicle. And with emissions repairs, things that typically turn on check engine lights, uh, the federal government says you have to have access to that. So uh, what was missing is this other part. And the other part is telematics as it relates to almost marketing sort of stuff. But there's some thoughts that say that the vehicle manufacturers, once they do away with most of the information that's available through the under-dash connector, um, independent shops may, may be locked out. I don't know that that's 100% true. And... Uh, it's very confusing and it's very hard to it's very hard to see because all of the commercials seem like they're not telling the truth i don't yeah, care exactly. what side it is you know they both you seem know legitimate both arguments but yeah i mean the the uh you know the vote yes on one says you know you you need to do this to make sure your independent shop has all the information they need to fix the cars um, right now, I think they do have all the information. Who knows what the future is going to be? Um, the people that say vote no say it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a, a, a you're going to take your life in your hands because uh, people could hack into your car. They could figure out who you are. They could track you down. You know that creepy commercial with the girl in Logan Airport's parking lot. Um, you know doesn't you know doesn't seem right. You know, but then you look at the people that say like Consumer Reports said. You know, in our opinion, you should vote yes on question one. Um, the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says you should vote no on question one. Well, the information is not exact one way or the other, so it I, makes it I very agree. confusing. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a good answer, but I got to go and I got to say I, hello yeah. to Joe Piantadozzi before before I get out of here to find out what's going on on Breaking Bread this morning. Good morning, Joe. John. Happy Halloween to you. Happy, and happy Halloween to you as well. Hey, did pretty, you come in? Did you come in in costume? Uh, I have a little, little bit of orange and black on, and a, and a Halloween appropriate uh, face mask, which uh, which I thought Biff would enjoy seeing today. But <laughs> there um, you go. Hey, and, and we're going to start with the monsters theme. Uh, you mentioned uh, the car, Dracula. That's uh, one of my favorite shows. I love the music to that show. We're gonna we're gonna start oh, yeah. with that song. And today, I want to mention one guest in particular, another John Paul. He is John Paul Moran. He is uh, running for Congress here in the 6th District up here in the North Shore. Oh, all right. 
And uh, he's a candidate on the uh, on the Republican side, running against incumbent Seth Moulton. He'll be on a little bit. I also have two uh, state rep. Well, I have the the uh, incumbent state rep, Michael Day, and his opponent, Elizabeth Harris. So that's all coming up on this Halloween. So happy Halloween, John. Thanks happy, for having me on. Happy Halloween to you. And make sure you tell John Paul just plain John Paul said hello. I definitely will. Definitely all right. will. And, all right. Uh, don't forget to vote. Uh, there you go. There you go. Everybody needs to vote. Hey, until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, wash your hands, and stay tuned for Breaking Bread with Joe Pianodosi. And, uh, of course, thank you to our buddy Biff for keeping us on the air. Thank you, Biff. Thank Talk you, to John. You soon. Bye-bye.